Tony Basilio, Tuesday. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in. It is a beautiful day to be alive and well. The women's tournament was fantastic last night. That uh, Virginia Tech team is next level with that Australian gal. And the question becomes, who's going to beat South Carolina? Hey, Brian, the women have more stars than the men do in their deal. Well, like, what's up with that? Am I am I noticing that? Am I noticing that, Bri? The women have more stars than the men do in their deal. I think it's because they stay. They all stay pretty much four years. Mm-hmm. Now, I did see where Villanova had a player declare for the draft. I mm-hmm. think she's the nation's leading scorer. So there are exceptions. I think Candace Parker had a red shirt year, so mm-hmm. she elected to just play three and had four. Mm-hmm. But uh, one thing about the Virginia Tech team is Virginia Tech and Kansas State are one of only they're two they're the only two power five schools that have never won a national championship in a team sport so virginia what tech has a chance to virginia tech virginia won. tech and kansas state kansas wow. state came also close to getting to the final four last week as we remember and virginia tech's got a shot but they're going to have to beat that south carolina team it looks like if they can get past lsu Georgia Amore, is that her name, Bri? She's yeah, she insane. is from Australia. She's insane. Yeah. Two little guards what? in this tournament are insane yeah. players. She's insane, and the kid from uh, Iowa, those two kids are insane basketball players. There's a lot of good guard play on all four teams, really. Yeah. It's really good. The, the women's tournament, not going to lie to you, the women's tournament is really interesting and really good right now. Uh, I'll be with my boys a little later on today. We're laying down a futures on Major League Baseball, a uh, futures podcast tonight. My boys at um, Winners and Losers, and we'll have our full cast hopefully back together tonight for that one. Well, presented by our friends at Twisted T. Yes, Brian. Yeah, you've got Dodgers, Yankees, and Astros, those three teams, and maybe Braves. Well, that doesn't help me on futures, Brian. If you're gonna you gotta play numbers, you know. Like <laughs> like for instance, the Phillies are ninety one of those teams is gonna win it. Probably. Phillies are eighty six no, won't be the Dodgers. Phillies are eighty six and a half wins, Bri. You're going over or under that. That's what we're talking about. We're doing futures uh, today. Yeah. Okay. No uh no Hoskins. So what are you doing? I think that makes them better, actually. No superstar. Uh, I'll give them between 85 and 90 wins. That's the deal. Yeah, you know, somewhere in there. I'm uh, buying the Braves, buying the Phillies, and selling the Metropolitans. With all due respect to my boy Tyler Ivins, I'm I'm selling his Metros. Why? Because they never do it. The Metros never, ever, ever, never going to get it, never going to get it. They don't have DeGrom anymore either, do they? Uh, they don't have Degrom or Syndergaard. Never going to get it. Never going to get it. Well, they just don't. They just don't find a way to get to the finish line. They're like we are in March. Which I want to pick up our conversation, which was getting hot and heavy yesterday, when we turned our attention to baseball and the TLD logistics extra innings. Which leads me to this: I just uh, put the finishing touches on Matt's TLD logistics short porch podcast for this week which will make a world premiere when we conclude today uh our transmission here at tclub.team world premiere today for matt dixon's tlgd logistics short porch hard to believe it's episode seven already time is flying brian we're um 
we're going to be in there a third baseball series already. It's pretty remarkable. Well, there's only four more weekend series home series left on the schedule. I mean, is Matt J, is he comprehending how quickly this is going right now? Matt J, are you comprehending? By the way, Brooke Savage, new head coach at East Tennessee State, going to join us here momentarily. We're going to welcome him to the fold. So for all our listeners in Upper East Tennessee, uh, get ready to row. Get ready to row. Brian, what you think? I mean, uh, Matt Dixon, do you believe how quickly this is going? Well, they're they're into the heart of their schedule now, and this kind of murderer's row deal coming up. So they they better be ready ready to play at their best because it's it's here. Mm-hmm. It's here. The time is right. Evan told me yesterday, Matt, and you were talking about this. They got to tighten their defense up this week on the road. Can't can't field the baseball the way they did last week, or they're going to go home with a consolation prize and a case of rice aroni. Yeah, and and it's the infield that that was the problem this past weekend. Whereas early in the year we were the big concern was the outfield. Yep. So it's kind of kind of flipped on them a little bit, which is interesting. But that's that's just kind of how baseball works, I guess. So kind of moves around on you, doesn't it? You fix one thing, and another thing kind of pops up. So that's, you know, they, well, that's that's why Tony makes the big bucks. Between you and Evan Russell, though, you Matt, know, we have it covered right here. We have it covered. I, I'm a little bit, uh, I'm a little bit concerned about the pitching. You know, uh, it seems like they've got to get better at starting games. I think they gave up first inning runs. I think home runs. By the way, it wasn't like the defense hurt them there. The pitching's got to come out with better starts because if you fall behind this Paul Skeens guy, it could be it could be you could be in big trouble, Matt. Well, he's he's just kind of a freak deal. So, you know, whatever happens Thursday night is kind of a one-off with him. But no, they 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 do have to get get a little bit better early. Um, their pitch, pitchers got better as last year went along. So, I, I guess the the hope is that they they do that again this year. You know, guys, yeah, it's uh, yeah. it's going to be it, it is going to be interesting to see how they respond. You know, because they they've got a they've got to grow some uh, next couple weeks, Matt. Which is really at the end of the day, which is really why we love college sports. You know, I mean, this is this is they got to get these guys to a different spot. Can they do it? I think so. Yeah, I think so. We'll see what happens. We shall see what happens. Matt, you have confidence in this weekend or no? Um, well, you, you got to avoid getting swept. That would be the mm-hmm. kind of the key. Um, not, not really. Win the series, I would say no. Mm-hmm. But you know, I wouldn't be stunned if they do. No, they're. I mean, they're extremely capable. I mean, when you when you know their their pitching staff and. That coach and their moxie and their want to get into environments like that. Speaking of which, speaking of environments, when they've got it cooking up in the Tri-Cities, up in Johnson City, you talk about a, a really great program, East Tennessee State. And Brooke Savage has been charged with bringing it back, with bringing the Bucks back. And he now joins us on your Tony Basilio show. And Brooke Savage, first thing I want to do is congratulate you on getting that job. And welcome in, my friend. I hope all's well for you. 
Uh, thank you guys. It's uh, great to be on with you. Uh, long, long time, long time fan, first time caller. Uh oh. Now, now we're hey, now we're in real trouble. See, that's when you know you're getting old. When people like you say things like that. Um, but Brooks, let's talk about when when you first got the opportunity or saw that there was an opening there. Like, tell us about how this whole thing came about for you in East Tennessee State. Yeah, I think you know you're just always kind of wrapped up in your own season, and we were trying to make a push there at the end for the. You know, the NCAA tournament or the NIT, and, and so, um, you know, then then the job comes open um, after the Southern Commerce tournament, and obviously Coach Forbes uh, knows of, of my desire and my goal to, to be a head coach, and, and um, you know, so he knew of my interest, of course, and, and so he called Dr. Sander, Dr. Nolan, and made some phone calls, and, and um you know, really, really, you know, push for me. And, and then um, I guess uh, I got a call on maybe a Sunday to see if there was interest, and of course there was. And then we were doing a Zoom with the committee on, I think, Monday, and there's some phone calls during the week and a Zoom with Dr. Nolan on Thursday. And then kind of thought the phone might ring on Thursday night, and it didn't. So you're just, like, sitting by the phone and getting antsy. Um and then uh, Friday morning, Dr. Sander called and, and um, offered me the job. And I was at home and, you know, with my wife. And so, you know, got she got to share in that moment, too, on how to, had him on speakerphone. And so, you know, you dream of that call. And, uh, you know, it came and, and uh, got to share that with, with her. So that was pretty special. But it was a, a intense process and, and um, you know, a lot of really great people involved. And, and so it was just really fortunate to have the opportunity that, that all that worked out. Yeah, and from your standpoint, you were there. You know, you're not somebody, and you were talking about Steve Forbes, who's a friend of our our program, and um, you were there uh, when when Forbes had it going, and of course the COVID year, which shut down the what would have been a great opportunity for you. Before we get into that East Tennessee State deal, what about the wildness of college hoops right now? And what about the fact that the uh, re- reports of the demise of mid-major basketball was greatly exaggerated? Uh, this has been an incredible tournament, has it not? It has. It's been great. It was great to see Furman win, great for the league. And, you know, they always try to, all year long, we had to listen in the ACC about how we were down. And here's Miami. Um, you know, in the Final Four, it's not surprising to see that. And then, obviously, Florida Atlantic, what they're doing is is phenomenal, and Dusty's doing a, a great job. And so they, but they've they've been trying to write off the mid majors for years, and we just keep showing up every March. And, and so, I think it's great for the game. I think that's what people love about the tournament. And um, you know, it's great for the kids to be able to to have that opportunity and compete. You know, in a one game scenario, anything can happen, as we've seen. Well, and that is so true. And when you think back to your time there, I, I remember talking to uh, Steve after the when the COVID thing hit. You know, and obviously that the COVID thing was a you know big deal, and you don't want to you don't want to um, diminish the impact of that. But in the sports world, which is the realm we deal in, it was a real shame your kids didn't get an opportunity because I thought you guys had a Sweet Sixteen team at the time. Yeah, no, it was crushing, you know, to, 
to win 12 straight there at the end of the year, and we were really playing well, and we, we had gone to Europe the summer before, and this was this was our team, and this was a um, we we did everything that we'd set out to do, and we had our eye on 30 wins, and um, and we did that, and and then to have all that come come crashing down that week was really unfortunate for everybody, and I think at the time no one really knew what was going on. Um, and so, you know, obviously you have to take those precautions, but just really disappointing because I do, I think we had, we had a, a second weekend caliber team. You know, I thought we could have made a little noise. Who, who knows from there, but, uh, just really crushing because we had, a, you know, a number of seniors and, and guys that were really invested in the program and, and the fan base was really looking forward, forward to, to trying to make a little noise and, um, you know, really disappointing, but, you know, we're going to try and, build that back and and uh and we're going to bring that team back here at some point here real soon and let them get recognized in front of the fans and but uh yeah that was that was tough that was a tough year for everybody so that's interesting i was going to ask you in terms of the way you want to play what sort of style of basketball can bucks fans expect and can hoops fans expect from brooke savage i think it'll be really uh really similar to what we were doing, what we were building at Wake Forest, uh, you know, we led the league in tempo the last couple years and really high-powered offensive, uh, offensive team, averaging close to 80 points a game. And um, But it will also look really similar to the last time that we were here at, at, at ETSU, you know, hard-nosed defensively, uh, a, a real blue-collar team. It's gritty on the defensive end and on the glass and uh, a team that, that, that enjoys playing with one another. It's unselfish offensively. Um, but that's exciting to watch and, uh, and really hard to play against. And so it'll, be, it'll look very familiar to our fan base. Um, the product will be a lot the same, but the, the packaging would just be a little bit different and kind of unique to, to, to who I am. Well, yeah, and that's the thing. You, you get a chance to put your own stamp on it. From that standpoint, what, um, when you say the, what, what sorts of things can we look for packaging-wise? Well, I think we'll have, um, you know, what we always wanted to be old and athletic, and uh, we'll try to construct the roster in the same way. I think we have a, some really good pieces to build on uh, right now coming back with Josh Taylor and Jaden Seymour and Justin Smith, good player, and I think Alan Struthers and, and Brayden Hill can help us as well. And um, But we'll, we'll add to that, so try to try to be old and athletic. And um, when we walked out of the tunnel when we were here the last time, I think we looked like a high-major team. And, uh, so that'll be, that was a, a good formula for us. We'll try to look that way, um, you know, here again and, and, um, you know, just getting up and down, playing fast, try to turn defense into offense and mm-hmm. have some guys that can, that can make some shots. I think, um, you know, this, this, this game is, uh, some things have changed, but being able to make shots and put the ball in the basket, uh, has not. And so we'll, we'll always be, try to be high powered offensively. You know, and that that's an interesting thing, right, in terms of turning guys loose. And then you don't want to sacrifice on the defensive end because, you know, I'm, I'm looking at the tournament right now, and the four teams that are left, all these juggernaut defensive teams are all sitting at home watching. And there seems to be a, um, a theme here. Um, UConn, they're number five in offense. San Diego State's the one outlier. They're 70 in offense, 8 in defense. FAU's 26 in offense. 
Miami's 14 in offense and 124 in defense. For all the defensive basketball that we're seeing played, Brooks, I think you're on the right path because it seems to me that uh, you got to turn these kids loose. Yeah, we, we, our guys are going to play with confidence. We've always believed in that. I think that's a little bit of the Coach Pearl in me of, of, of getting up and down and letting guys have some, some freedom and the, have the freedom to miss and the freedom to make mistakes because they're going to happen regardless. And so we want to do them, you know, err on the side of aggression. And, um, you know, Coach Forbes, our teams were like that as well. But you got to be able to play both ends. I mean, you, you got to be able to score the ball. Uh, obviously, the defensive end is important, but um, you know you got to be able to you got to be able to play offense, and so um, it's got to be a good balance. I don't think it can be just super one sided either way. You got to have a good balance, and and, and you got to have some guys that can that can go uh, make a play for you when 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 the game's in the balance and, and it's crunch time. And I think that you if you look at those teams that have made it far. Um, you know they have really good guards, and they have guys that can go can go get it when it, when it matters the most. Yeah, that's the thing. All these teams have a guy in the last five minutes. Miami has a couple in the Wong and the Pack kid, but all these teams have guys that are absolutely going to make shots down the stretch. The coach can hand the ball to a guy and say, "Hey, you know we're in a timeout. There's 90 seconds left. We're going to get about two, maybe three possessions here coming down the stretch," and I want you, I want you to take the game over now. Brian Hartman, jump in here. Brooke Savage joining new head basketball coach, East Tennessee State. Go ahead, Brian. Yeah, th- this is a two-part question here, but does what happened in 2020 motivate you? Because you had a team that really, I think, was going to win. I actually went and saw the semifinal conference tourney game you guys had, and I thought, you know, you, you look like a Sweet 16 team, and it never got to come to fruition. Does that motivate you even more? to try to bring another team like that to Johnson City? And will you be relying on transfer players like uh, Coach Forbes used to do before you had the free movement like you do now? Yeah, that's a great question. I I, I do think that it is a little bit of source of motivation. Um, But I think the expectation is always high here at at East Tennessee State. They love basketball um, here, which is is awesome. And this town loves the Bucks in all sports. And so there's a high expectation just with the tradition and the things that have that have gone on here before, you know, at times over the last 40, 50 years and in, in all decades. And so um, all the way back to, you know, Mr. Jennings and Calvin Talford and then Timmy Smith and, and, and just, you know, all through the years, there's been great ETSU teams. So I think the expectation is always high, but, uh, you know, we're going to try and, and um, you know, build this thing back to, to being at the top of the SOCON and um, being in the NCAA tournament, and then and then from there, you know, try and try and win some games, and I think that's that's where we all want to go. But it, it's going to be a uh, a process to get there. You know, it, it took us probably um, you know a little bit of time. We we won on our second year in seventeen, and that was that was a really good team. And then we got back in twenty, and I think we were ready to take that next step. So there's a there's building. There's a building process to, to the program at, at any level, and, and then we'll definitely utilize the portal. We had a number of really good transfers when we were here last time, um, but it's always going to be a really good mix. I think we had some good high school players mixed in with with the transfers. Um, I think Dusty May at FAU is kind of 
got that same formula on his roster. Um, I don't think it can just be one way. So we'll always re- recruit, um, you know, the portal, but, you know, junior college players, high school players, uh, some good international players here and there. And then, of course, we're always, you know, building relationships and, and recruiting our current guys, um, you know, and, and helping them get better and, and, and um, you know, helping them, uh, you know, try to, try to achieve their goals uh, while they're here as well. So I think that's kind of our recruiting model, and, and it served us well over the years. You know, we've heard on the program down through the years, <clears throat> Brooks, from from Buck fans, you know, that, and, and they love – they love their hoops. I mean, that's a great hoops community there. Forbes used to tell me, you know, Tony, and I don't want to leave here, you know, when, until a big job comes and they, they kind of changed his life, that sort of thing. But, I mean, you've got to be pinching yourself right now. You got That's a life-changing opportunity when you got that phone call a couple Fridays no ago. Yeah, no question. This is a, most, most definitely a life-changing opportunity. And, and uh, you know, you dream of being a head coach, but... You dream of doing that at a place like this, that um, has great people here in the community, great people on campus, great coaches in other in other sports programs here. Um, you know, a place that's really neat academically. You know, there's something for everybody here, which is cool. Um, you know, and then the top-down alignment from Dr. Nolan, who's just a basketball fanatic. He plays pickup basketball on Sundays on campus. Uh, I don't know how many school presidents are doing that. And, and Dr. Sander, who is uh, obviously a, a legend and, um, you know, just has a, a, a wealth of experience uh, in college basketball. And so the top-down alignment and all the great people and the great community of fan base, like this is, a, this is cer- certainly a dream job destination for anybody. On the way out, anything else you'd care to say to Bucks Nation? And then I'm going to ask you who you got cutting the nets down here at the end of this thing. But anything else you want to add to Bucks Nation here? Oh, just just thrilled. Me and my family are just thrilled to be back. Uh, this is home for us. This was a, a real turning point in our life. And so we had our first child here. We're going to have our second child here as well and uh, in about three weeks. So um, not too much going on. But... Um, <laughs> It's, uh, we're thrilled to be back and can't wait to get in, in, in the community and, and get Freedom Hall back rocking and, and have it be, you know, the toughest place to play in the Southern Conference. Um, uh, who's going go, to win it? Who's going to win it? I think Miami is absolutely terrific. I think they're they're fantastic. I think UConn, just the style of play difference with the screening. Mm-hmm. UConn doesn't run a lot of pick and roll. Um the screening action will bother Miami, I think, and um, UConn is, is 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 really good. I would probably say UConn um, is really good offensively, and then they're a little bit different with how they play, and I think that'll be enough to get them over the top. But uh, San Diego State, don't sleep on them, man. They're old and they're tough. They got grown men. No, it's it's you know the thing that's wild is. You have three programs there that have kind of never been. Brian Hartman dug up an interesting stat today, and that is, Brian, that is it four, Brian, the last four Final Fours are all teams that have never been? Or, or no, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's from, four different teams. It's four different teams every year. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's 19 pretty. 19 through, yeah. they didn't, there was no tournament in 20, but yeah. 19, 21 through 23, it's been four different teams each year. So 16 different teams have made the last four Final Fours. And, Brooks, I think this is teams every year. I think this is the new normal in college hoops because I think with that transfer portal, this is my theory, okay? You tell me if I'm wrong. I believe what we've seen occur here is 
I think that the major programs by because it's like poker, you get 13 cards, right? And you have 11 of them that play. But a lot of these programs are throwing five and six cards back into the pile every year and chasing other players, and it's creating all kinds of instability in the sport, and it's allowing those mid-majors to continue to have a seat. We thought the opposite was going to happen, but I think it's allowed these veteran-type teams like the Dusty Mays of the world, the San Diego States of the world, to continue to have a seat just by having some stability within their programs. Am I wrong? No, I think it's wide open because I think you can you can turn your roster, you can you can get old fast, and I think that these kids understand that you don't have to go to a blue blood to get where you want to go um, professionally. I think that there's, there's opportunity everywhere, and um, you know you can go to East Tennessee State and you know make it the second weekend or the you know the final four mm-hmm. or, or far Atlantic or a Butler. Like you've seen this over and over, and so. These kids are starting to understand that I don't have to go to to Duke or Carolina or Kansas to to have success and you know and, and play professionally and do those things. And so um, yeah, it's wide open. I think it's great for our game and and great for these kids to have opportunity, um, you know, to have to have the, the type of career they want to have. We're looking forward to it, man. Hey, welcome back, brother. Welcome back to the state. And we were thrilled to see that. You were given that opportunity, and uh, we're, we're big fans of yours. So I hope uh, the door is always open. You let us know if you need anything, brother. Well, thank you, guys. I appreciate you having me. And, and uh, if you need anything, let me know. And, um, but uh, really appreciate it, and go Bucks. All right, man, go Bucks to you. And, and, and Bino Jeff's probably going to hit you up for some free tickets. Thank you, Brooks. Good talking to you. Any, anytime. Yeah, because he never pays. Matt Dixon, he wants to run. This guy here wants to run and create freedom for his basketball players. I'm for him. I'm for that style, Matt. Are you for it or against it? Yeah, it's it's, it's Bruce Pearl's way yeah. of doing things. Yeah, you you guys for that or against it? Where are you all on that? I'm for it. Oh, I bring it on. Bring it on. Long and strong. I'm for it. Definitely for it. I just think that. Uh, and he, he said, you know, he, he said, he, he said, um, he said that, um, uh, you know, his, his deal at the end of the day, I meant to ask him about his relationship with Lofton. But, yeah, it's good. It's good that he's getting an opportunity there. You know? Eight, yeah, six, it's, um, yeah. It's, it's really it seems like they've gone through a lot of coaches recently. They had Bartow there for years and years and years, and then mm-hmm. finally they made Forbes. They brought Forbes in there, and then Forbes was a great was a great get. But since then, they've gone through his assistant, and then you went to Oliver, and now you're back to a Forbes guy again. So hopefully they can get this guy to – hopefully this works and he can stay there for a while. We're going to come back on the other side. It's your Tony Basilio show. It's a Tuesday. More on the other side after this. 
Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. 
Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. This is Drake. Join Clayton Harris and I on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays on our new show, the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour, beginning at 4 o'clock to 5 o'clock. That's on Monday, Thursdays, and Fridays. Everything Southern Middle Tennessee, from college to high school to pro, you name it, fantasy, we're going to talk about it. Be there on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays, 4 o'clock to 5 on the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. Do you use Elf Bars? Old School Vapor has over 100 authentic flavors for only $18.99 each. Check out their other January sales like buy one, get one free for select Escobars, 25% off glass pipes and Mike Tyson's Delta 8 Bites, or 50% off smell-proof bags. Go shop Old School Vapor's selection of over 200 cannabis products from brands like Looper, Torch, Hidden Hills, and more. Check them out on Instagram or Google Old School Vapor to find your nearest location. That's Old School Vapor. The City of Columbia invites you to experience Mule Day 2023. Don't miss this annual celebration March 30th through April 2nd. The popular Mule Day Parade takes place Saturday, April 1st at 11 a.m. in downtown Columbia, featuring Grand Marshal Mike Wolf of American Pickers. And Murray County Park is where the endless Mule Day fun is happening with a daily lineup of mule competitions, crafts, foods, live entertainment, and more. Visit muleday.com for details. We're going to talk with our favorite grocer, Mr. Miles Johnson at Foodland, who is on the line. Miles, how are you and the great folks at Foodland today? Oh, we're doing great. How are you? Doing fantastic. I tell you, we're not too far out from Mule Day, that's for sure. So what uh, what specials you got for us this week? All righty. Well, this week we have New York strip steaks, four ninety nine a pound, assorted pork chops, a dollar fifty nine a pound. Seedless red grapes, 99 cents a pound. 24-pack Crystal Springs water, two for seven. And Coca-Cola 12-packs, two for 13. Wow, that's some good deals as always. And uh, again, you're open uh, seven days a week, 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. Right there on West 7th. Uh, very convenient. People can come in and uh, get whatever they need. So, Miles, you have a great weekend, and uh, we'll talk to you next week, okay? All righty, thank you. Thank you, Miles. All right, once again, Miles Johnson from Foodland. They got some great, great deals. Make sure you go check them out. Walk in. They got the uh, flyer right there by the door. You guys getting Foodland on West 7th. Go check them out. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Tony B. back with you. I want to thank Brooke Savage for appearing on the TLD Logistics Hotline, online tldlogistics.com. And uh, Brooke Savage, the head coach of East Tennessee State, said some pretty interesting things to us. Matt Dixon, I I bring you back, and then we'll go to the phones at 865-200-5402, which is kind of a perfect segue into... What we were discussing um, yesterday, which is, you know, talking about Rick Barnes, and we had Gentry Estes on the program yesterday, Matt. I don't know if you had a chance to hear that, but Gentry with a Tennessean wrote a couple really good pieces on the basketball team at the end of the tournament, and then one of them he talked about how the guys almost seemed relieved that their tournament was over, that it was just kind of, um, you know, hey, 
we've kind of gone as far as we can go. What do you make of that, Matt, that take? Uh, that, that was definitely the most interesting uh, kind of nugget that he had. And, and it, it always does kind of feel that way with Barnes's teams, that they're just they're kind of burned out by the end of the season because I think they, they kind of approach every game, you know, the same way, whether it's, you know, an early November non-conference game or a, an NCAA tournament game. They, they seem that, you know, put that same effort in, into, you know, defending, you know, every, you know, for 40 minutes. And it, yeah. it does, I, I do think that there's some truth into that, that the team does kind of get worn out by the end of the season. And then when you get in these tournament deals where you have quick turnarounds, um, you know, it just, you know, kind of, it, I think it does show. And that probably is one of the, a couple, one of the few, or a couple of reasons why, why Barnes's teams seem to, you know, that, that don't have the success they probably should in March. Gentry S has wondered aloud. Perhaps he's right, perhaps not, but he, he wondered aloud. Does um, Rick Barnes prioritize winning in March? Is it really important to him compared to winning in the regular season? Gentry Estes says to Throat's assertion, or bringing that up, he says, I think he cares too much. Matt, we've watched this guy for eight basketball seasons now. Where are you on him? With that, in that regard, and then I asked the living listener at eight six five two hundred five four zero two: Does he not care enough, or does he care too much about March? Matt, what do you say? Um, well, I, I think he cares, but I, I don't think it's the end all be all that a lot of fans kind of view March as. Because I think, I think he values the regular season. Probably more than more than most coaches and most people do. You know that does, doesn't mean he doesn't care about March, but I think the kind of the that journey and that two or three month journey along the way matters. Probably matters more to him than than the last month of the season. The thing I kept picturing when Gentry was talking yesterday about how he and he kept saying, "Look, playing that style." And this is all opinion, right? But he was saying playing that style seems to really wear a team out. And it just seems like that's that makes complete sense. When you never take a possession off defensively and when the way you defend is directly proportional to how much time you're going to get, it seems like that's going to wear you out. I'll say this, San Diego State has a similar approach defensively. Yep. But they might not, if, if you get beat every now and then, it might not be the end of the world. So mentally, they might be fresher. Yep. It's interesting. So, and, we, and you know, we really got into the conversation yesterday and got it cooking. And then, right as we got into that, we... Uh, kind of had to change subjects and, and get into our Evan Russell segment. And so I'd like to revisit that today in terms of where the living listener is on the whole Barnes deal. And does Barnes owe anybody an explanation 
Because, Matt, they made the Sweet 16 this year in a year where they lost their point guard. And that really should be seen as a tremendous success, shouldn't it? Why, why are we not acting like it's a tremendous success? Why does it not feel like a tremendous success? It's so strange. I, I'm, I'm not sure because you, you beat Duke, um, a team that you weren't supposed to beat, that nobody gave you a chance against. And, you know, I know, I know it ended it ended poorly and, and you, you know, the second half collapsed and it's against, you know, Florida Atlantic, but... If you take without Zakai Ziegler, I'm I'm not sure Tennessee's a better team than Florida Atlantic. I really think that they're probably a, a better team overall, um, and, and better suited to, to win in March when without Ziegler. So uh, you know, it it, it it's really it it, it does suck that the Duke game gets kind of overlooked now. Yep. yep. Um, you know, in a way that I, that Ohio State game I don't think is kind of overlooked because they lost to Michigan State. Two days later, but the Duke win—it almost feels like it didn't happen, which is really, really a shame. You know, um, everybody wants more. We've seen Sweet Sixteen teams here before. We've had what seven of them since two thousand. It's not—you know—once every two or three years, three or four years they happen. It's interesting, but you just—you want to make that next step at some point, and the fan base really deserves to see that happen. So I, I can understand being really satisfied with what happened and getting to the Sweet 16 this year, but I can also understand the approach of we would like to do more. You always want to do more because the ultimate goal is to cut, cut them down on Monday night. And you know what? I think to Matt's point, I think the power of name, the power of name is, um, is real. The power of name and prestige is a real thing. And if you stop for a second and consider that, when you beat Duke, that's just unbelievable. I mean, we're, you know, we're hanging from the lamppost here, from the lights. And then you go out a couple days later and you lose to somebody we've never heard of. Now, to Matt's point, I, I think if Florida Atlantic and Duke got on the floor together, Florida Atlantic would wax, that, would wax them. They'd, they'd whack that team. But kind of like they beat up. I mean, they, they ran by us in the second half. That, that really well, wasn't much of a game. Florida Atlantic has won over 30 games this year and lost three. Yep. It's the name of the team more than it is the, the quality of the team that gets some people here. You know, and and then the other thing is style of play. You hear Brooke Savage talk about, and I'm thinking, God, man, I'd love to watch a team like that. Night in and night out. But then again, people say, Tony, those teams are all playing in, in the NIT. They're not playing in the NCAA tournament. They're run up and down the floor teams. But the truth always lies somewhere in the middle because, as I was just citing, all the super defensive teams, the Houstons, the Alabamas, they're all sitting at home. The Tennessees. They're all sitting at home. UConn's very balanced. Five on offense, 15 on defense. They're the most balanced team in the country. And that's why they're probably going to cut the nets down. Although they don't shoot the ball well, they'll go home. 
San Diego State, 70 on offense, 8 on defense. They're as close to Tennessee as you can get with the way they approach the game, the whole deal. FAU, 26 on offense, 27 on defense. And then Miami, 14 on offense, 124 on defense. Matt, if you had your druthers, would you rather watch a Miami or a Vols? And what do you think would be more successful here? Here. Over a long run. A 14 on offense, 124 on defense, or a 124 on offense, 14 on defense? What's more successful if you're going to go through the Southeastern Conference and get there, just to even get there? Um, well, uh, overall for a regular season, probably the, the, the defensive team would win more games, but the, the offensive team would be a lot more fun to watch. And that, I think Miami's numbers are pretty similar to Missouri's, mm-hmm. um, in Miami, you know, we, you know, they didn't, I think they were like the third or fourth place team in the ACC, which was really down this year, but I think we kind of talked about it a, a little bit during the regular season that we watched them play and they looked better than like they just looked really good. They looked better than their numbers. They were and they were fun to watch. Had a couple of you know veteran guards that could take over games. I think that that's the kind of style that I think you would rather watch. You would rather watch, and you have to be able to score to win in March. Um, but I think. Uh, you know, a defense outside the top 100 doesn't usually get to the Final Four, and that's kind of an outlier for this year. But I, I think that's you know, a whole lot more fun to watch. What the, what we don't mention is when do you get those stops? Some team that doesn't maybe play great defense for 40 minutes might have an offense that can keep them close, and then when it matters, they get enough stops like Miami did in the last minute of the Texas game to put them over the top. So I think your defense doesn't always have to be great, but it's got to be timely. Or San Diego State guys in the last couple games, teams have been getting wide open shots against them, and they're all they're missing all of them. And I'm not diminishing what they've done, but that's a part of the equation. It's like all these defenses are puzzles, and you solve them. And you get a wide-open look at a basket, and if you make your shot, you make your shot. If you miss your shot, you miss your shot, you know? Let's go to the phones. Eight six five two hundred. can, can yeah. play great defense, but they can't get a stop when it matters. Eight six five two hundred five four zero two again. Eight six five two hundred five four zero two. So, three teams that have never been to a Final Four are going this year. And the question about Tennessee hoops is when you look at it does this head coach prioritize winning right now because if Gentry Estes is right and playing the way they play kind of grinds your team up why would you grind your team up year after year expect different results Matt that's got to be what it is because the guy's too good of a coach to lose a round early every year now you don't think they lost a round early this year, though, do you? Even though they weren't, even though they the numbers say they lost a round early. No, I I thought that the Sweet Sixteen would have been a nice season, kind of throughout the year, and then once you lost Ziegler, you know, after, 
outside of the first game of the tournament, I you know anything else you won was kind of extra. So no, I I actually thought you you did what you were supposed to do and maybe even overachieved a little bit um, in in March by by getting to that second weekend. So All I right, you let's, know let's go to our you were you are four you were a four seed and you made you made the Sweet Sixteen. So that's kind of what you're supposed to do with that seed. I mean, obviously, it's it's disappointing to lose to a nine and get upset in the that that third game. But I I don't think the team that you put on the floor that day was a four seed because without Ziegler, I I'm not sure you're you actually probably are closer to a nine seed. To the phones we go. Hello. They are on the four seed by what Zakai was able to do most of the season. By the way, welcome into our first call. Hello and welcome in. Hi, Tony. How's it going? Hey, welcome in. I'm glad I got in because I'm kind of short on time. Hi. And that's an interesting question. Does he care too much or does he not care enough? Mm-hmm. Tony, the guy, how long has the guy been at it? How many decades? Well, he's, I think he's 37 years into this thing now, 35, 37 years. Okay. If he cares too much about March and he's this bad, why keep the guy? Because he obviously has not learned, and he's obviously not going to change. So move on. Uh, anybody have a thought on that? Crickets. I, I, uh, Crickets. I think that in some ways you have to ask yourself a question is, do you want to shoot for a higher level, or would you risk falling backwards in order to do that? I don't necessarily think that the next guy who comes in, I think the program's at a good spot where they don't necessarily have to take a step back. But I, I don't want to see I, – I, I don't want to see him fired. If Danny – you don't have to fire him. You give him a nice orange bathrobe, make him wear orange, and you escort him into retirement. You make it look good. Now, now if he wants to buck that up and say, you got to fire me, fire Well, how are you going to do that with a guy that's not accomplished? Come on now. Hey, you, you, you take him behind closed doors, and you give him the option. Say, look. Rick, this is not working. We're not where we want to be. So, you know, you've had a great career. You know, if you if you love Tennessee as much as you do, let's uh, let's hire another coach. Well, Matt, where are you on that? Some people are thinking like that. There, there's a there's a growing faction of our fan base that's kind of tired of Rick Barnes. I think that's true. Oh, I, I definitely think there are, and that's what got him eventually at Texas. Is Same that faction kept growing each year, yep. and he just kind of wore out his welcome there. And I, I think that, that he's on that same path here, uh, but I mean, not not quite that far along. But I, I do think that that's ultimately where this ends. But I think with his accomplishments and the way his contract is kind of set up. He's going to be the coach here until he he decides he he wants to hang him up. So, yep. it's, I mean, he's not going to get fired. So, 
you know, we can be frustrated with all of that, but as long as he's making the tournament and, you know, winning 20 games a year, that, you know, he's going to go out on his own terms. Hey, guys, I'll leave you this with this one comment. It's a young man's game. You guys have a good day. Uh, is it? Let's look at it. A lot of those veteran guys have gotten out. I think the youngest coach in the Final Four is, what, 50? That's a great point. Jim Laranega is older than Barnes. How old is Dustin May? Is he? Is Dusty he old May not is, very many freshmen that are playing in the Final Four. I'll tell you that. That's a great point, Matt. See, I, I think freshmen freshman impact on college basketball is going to be greatly diminished, which is interesting. Five stars never had less of an impact. Everybody wants to beat on Barnes. Phillips is one of the most productive uh, five-star players in college basketball this year. That's an inconvenient truth. But it's a truth nonetheless. Back to the phones we go. Hello and welcome into our next call. Uh, you're Tony Basilio showing a Tuesday. Hi. Hi, Tony. It's Taylor. Hey, Tay. Um, what's, what's more random, making it to a Final Four or making it to the College World Series? Because I would argue there's a lot of, the stars must align, the seas must part, the ball's yep. gonna bounce the right way. Yep. You gotta peak at the right time. Yeah. I just I think we're being way too heavy handed and way too critical of Coach Barnes. Uh, H- however, ha- however, however, yeah. he's terrible at it, historically though, Taylor. That's that's the one thing. Well, and the guy didn't get out of the, the guy didn't get out of the first weekend with Kevin Durant for crying out loud now. Come on. Well, it goes back to my comments. A lot of it is, is really random. It isn't that random. Well, right it's, ra- it's random to not get out of the first round with Kevin Durant, yeah, but then get out of the first weekend with the guys he had on this team. I won't name names, but you know, you know, like yeah. you know who they are. Yeah, that's it's pretty. It's, it's that, more that's random. how random it is. It's more random for him than it is for others. Let's put it that way. Well, who would you trading for? So I, hey, whoa, 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 whoa! I didn't say I was firing him. The, the, the reality is, you're not going to fire the man, right? He's an he's an upstanding citizen. He's a leader of men. Upstanding model that leader of men. Every every single he, he doesn't get paid to be upstanding or a leader of men, but that's great. Yeah, that's part I'm of glad it. that he is. No, nope, that's part of it. Tom. But well, he, but, he, but Taylor, 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 Taylor. He Taylor Taylor when he when Taylor when he manages his roster Taylor when he manages his roster, and guys go find other places to play. Come on now, he's there to win games. Let's get real here, man. You know. Uh, yeah, and he's it's a Mother Teresa. The same Mother Teresa, Taylor. Come on now. It's it's not you know all that other stuff. He's won a lot of games, games. And enough games. Come on now. He's not on a mercy mission to Calcutta. Here, Taylor. Come on. He wins a tremendous amount of games in the regular season. Granted, his, no doubt. His postseason has not been where we expected. It's not where he expects. I, I think he's got realistically what three more years until he hits retirement. What is he? Sixty-eight. I don't know. He's in great health. I think he's. I, got, uh, I think he can do it for ten more years. Look at Rick Pitino. Well, here's here's what I say. I'm not happy with his postseason record. I'm sure he's not either. I'm sure the administration's not happy. But I, I said on record that a success this season, considering everything that's happened in the injuries, was a Sweet 16. Uh, they came up against FAU, who's the uh, the uh, the darling of the tournament, and uh, they they may cut down the net. It's just it's kind of Tennessee's luck to to come across a 
a low mid major who's uh, you know in this age of transfer portal, the game's been changed forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, college sports have been changed forever. Mm-hmm. You've got a team like K State who has a brand starting all transfers. Mm-hmm. I don't like it, Tony. I think it's an atrocity on the game. I think it's gonna, it's going to weed down the game. I don't like it. One iota. There needs to be some type of restrictions on how many transfer portal players you can accept. I think eventually the coaches will agree because it's become a farce. It's become like free agency and professional in the professional league. And I tell you what, if you want to road the game, yep. make it free agency, make it more like the pro game. Play. I'll change. I'll change uh, uh, sports here, but keep playing these these college football games in these soulless NFL arenas. And you start wondering why all of a sudden is season ticket demand going down? Why all of a sudden are we not selling that. out these these big regular season games? Why all of a sudden have we lacked interest in these bowl games? I agree. If, if green continues and they continue down this track, they're going to ruin the college game, Tony. I used to like pro sports. I, I don't watch an inning of the Braves. I don't watch I don't watch pro football until the playoffs. And I think, Tony, there's a lot of fans that are like me. They're getting sick of it. And, and college sports better wake up or they're going to ruin it as well. Tony, one last thing on the way out, as they like to say. Um you need to you need to get uh, volley fingers on. Uh, you cheap shotted him yesterday on your show. That guy is the most athletic pitcher, literally on staff over there. The guy in high school. I said he's Rolly Pauly. I didn't cheap shot the guy. And Evan Russell said he fills his position really well. And I said he's he's got girth. I said the man has girth. Tony, he's literally the he would be a he would be a a. a, a a uh, gold glove that they gave it out for boom, which I thought was really great, and I love Evan Russell because he teaches us so much stuff. But Evan Russell said, "Look, the guy fields his position so well. It's one of the reasons why they feel so confident putting him in in high leverage situations. Because when guys turn and bunt for him, that's one thing that the third baseman doesn't have to worry about, and the second baseman doesn't have to worry about. This guy's going to get to everything. It's like a vacuum cleaner." Volley, volley is cat-like off the mound, yep. and I'm telling you, he's also the best hitting pitcher on the team. In addition to being the best fielder at his position, so you need to get him on the on the show and apologize. Volley fingers, stash well. is the man, and Tony, you disrespected him. Uh, yep. Go Vols! I, I tell you about this weekend, Tony. I don't like to hear this "don't get swept" crap. We need to be our attitude. And I guarantee you, the coaching staff and the team feels this way. We need to take two out of three. It's possible. Uh, Arkansas found a way to beat teams, and I tell you what, if you get in their bullpen, they're susceptible, and our bullpen is absolutely our strength. I expect to go down to Baton Rouge and take two out of three from those clowns, and I tell you what, uh, this team is going to peak in the right time. I, I, I'm seeing it come together, Tony. They're gelling. This gelling Jelling is a hitting machine. He is more, he's got more hitting knowledge than most graduate students have, and I tell you, uh, Tears is tearing it up. He's playing better defense. He's going to get that handy back together. And I tell you, Christian Scott, he is uh, he has been uh, already won games for us with his with his defense. And I tell you what, that bat's coming around. I'm looking forward to seeing him. He's the best defensive outfielder. The guy is uh, is a leader. And uh, this team's going to be fun to watch. Tony, go ball. Boom. Eight six five two hundred five four zero two. Look, I. I want to go back to something he said earlier. People say about Barnes, and I and I'm for that. Right? He's upstanding. He is. He's a great dude. You don't have to worry about. Like I said, you don't have to worry about what happened in Alabama happening with this program because the minute he got wind that somebody was into stuff like that with his deal, they're gone. Now that is absolute truth. But these guys process players. 
I mean, we've got to be honest here. How many guys have made a transfer out after one year? Now, now, come on. So let's not, you know, you're here, you're paid to win games. It's great that you're a good guy. It, I'm, I'm for that. I'm, I'm all for that. But you're, you're paid to produce. And this year they did produce. This year they went to the Sweet 16. Now, to Brian's point, that's been done seven times in our tourney history. Now, me and Matt are saying, how far were you going to go without ZZ? The sad thing for Tennessee is, is that FAU got as far as they did because if Memphis would have eliminated you, it would have been a lot more palatable than FAU eliminating you. That's just the truth. Or if Purdue wasn't such a bunch of choke artists and they would have beat you as a one seed like a normal year and they would have taken you to the garden and beaten you by five points and we all would have gone, man, that's a good season. You know, yeah, Purdue beat you again. But, you know, you lost to somebody with a little bit of history. Is, um, you know, they're, they're not exactly a – they're moving up to the American Athletic Conference, which is just outside of what they call the Power Six. So they're definitely what I'd call a high, high mid-major. Yeah, it's really makes me feel better. Eight six five two hundred five. How about you, Matt? You feel better? They're going to the AAC. <laughs> I mean, what? I'm, I'm trying to figure out if this this orange robe that Jeter wants Danny White to give Coach Barnes is it a burnt orange one or is it PMS one fifty one? After this hour two. This is Terry Wilcox, a.k.a. The Chicken Man, a.k.a. T-Willie, and you're listening to 101.7 FM, WKOM, Columbia, Tennessee. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can always count on us for a great selection of late model, low mileage, one owner vehicles. All have been thoroughly inspected and are ready to go. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Looking to sell your vehicle? Great news! We're paying top dollar for your trade. All makes, all models, and in any condition. Trade in and trade up today. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can count on us. Hi, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. When you think of diamonds, what do you think of? Rare, precious, timeless, sparkles like the sun. They are timeless and nothing like them on earth. Then do you think, where do I buy local to buy the perfect ring? Maybe a diamond pendant or earrings or maybe a new diamond band. Look no further. Tillis Jewelry carries all your diamond and jewelry needs. Stop by and see our wonderful collection. And remember, if you don't know your diamonds, know your jeweler. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Barrett's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Barrett & Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines Paint. 
Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood. Along with the award-winning service and advice Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, what you need in stock with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. This is Drake. Join Clayton Harris and I on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays on our new show, the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour, beginning at 4 o'clock to 5 o'clock. That's on Monday, Thursdays, and Fridays. Everything Southern Middle Tennessee, from college to high school to pro, you name it, fantasy, we're going to talk about it. Be there on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays, 4 o'clock to 5 on the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Come to the 2023 Mule Day Auctioneer Championship, hosted by the Columbia Breakfast Rotary Club, benefiting their college scholarship fund. Outstanding auctioneers from across the country will be competing to be named the 2023 Mule Day Auctioneer Champion. The event will be held at the Tennessee Livestock Sale Barn at 1231 Industrial Park Road, Columbia, Tennessee, starting at 11 a.m. Hope to see you there. 31. fun event to take the family to, Harmon Scrap Metal is hosting an Easter egg hunt on April 8th from 2 to 4 p.m. at Woodland Park in the Fallen Heroes Shelter. This will be fun for the whole family. We will have food trucks, prizes, and photos with the Easter Bunny. Come on out and support local. Start times vary by age. Visit our Facebook page, Harmon Scrap Metal, for more information. The Mules are back in town. Mule Day 2023, the wagon train departs on Wednesday, headed to Murray County Park. Attend all four days, Thursday, March 30th through Sunday, April 2nd. Mini Mania Show and the Log Pulling Competition Thursday at 12 noon with the Feed Time Race at 2 p.m. At 4 p.m., Jackpot Mule Races has some smoking fast mules, all competing for cash and bragging rights for the title of the fastest mule in Tennessee. Friday at noon is the Driving Mule Show, and at 6 p.m., the Gated Mule State Championship. Saturday is a big day. The Mule Day Parade on West 7th Street in downtown Columbia at 11 a.m. sharp. Then Pony Mule Pulling at noon. Mule Pulling Tennessee State Championships and the Skillington Draft Mule Show at 2 p.m. On Sunday, we have worship at 9 a.m., the Riding Mule Show at 11 a.m., and gospel singing at noon. Did I mention Friday and Saturday? Ham and white bean plates are only 10 bucks from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Visit MuleDay.com for a complete schedule of Mule Day events. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. T to the B, back with you, 865-200-5402. We welcome you back here on Hour 2. Brooke Savage, appreciate him joining in Hour 1. We've been kicking it around here. Several different topics we're discussing. I'm going to introduce another one into the uh, fray today. And then we'll go back to the phones. Tennessee's loss to Missouri is not. That series sweep is not going to wear well. Missouri over the weekend lost Tony Newbeck and Chandler Murphy. Murphy was their 
top arm in their series with South Carolina. They've lost Newback. Sam Horn has been out with football and a forearm strain. And Ian Loesch has gone now, too. You you can't take four the four best pitchers off any staff, let alone that staff. So they're going to sit there with that Tennessee sweep, and that's going to look like an anomaly as we go forward here and you look at their schedule. And I don't care who they're playing. I mean, it's going to be tough sledding for those guys. And that's that's a really bad break. I mean, imagine if something like that were to occur here, Matt, where you wipe your first your, your best four pitchers off your staff. Yeah, I'm, I'm not even going to entertain it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just not, not you know. And, and the point is, at the end of the year, it's not going to be any context to it. People are going to go, well, that Tennessee team got swept by Missouri. And they're going to have to wear it. Because they were more worried about, I think, being warm, I guess would be the way to look at that. But And kudos to Evan Russell, who yesterday we, we it just kind of came up, you know, because you, you had to have that answer with A&M. And Evan Russell's like, yeah, that's awful, getting swept by that team. Let's go back to our phones, talking about Rick Barnes, talking about what what the goal is here. Um, is it winning in the regular season? Is it winning in the in the in the postseason? Is it somewhere in the middle? And uh, we'll go back to our phones. Hello and welcome, in. and then the great tournament we're seeing. Hello and welcome back into our next call. Hey Tony, it's Ward. Hey buddy. Hey, um, well, just real quick on that Missouri thing. You know, in golf, when uh, you get to the easiest hole in the course, and you know you're playing in a tournament, and everybody's making birdie on it, and you pitch your ball out of bounds and make a double and you lose three three strokes to the field. That's It's not just that it's not going to look good on our resume. It's that the teams that we're competing against to win the conference and and, and, and get seeding, they're going to they'll get two out of three or, or sweep Missouri. And, you know, we're losing three games to the field on that in, in conference. And that that's, that might be a bigger deal than how it quote-unquote looks on our resume. That, that we're gonna, is really well put, man. Really well put. But uh, you know, this it's a it's a really interesting question about about Barnes. Um, I don't know if it's a fair question because I don't know if you can like like my opinion about how much he cares. I don't know if that's, you know if I can actually gauge that. Most coaches that I have been close to just obsessively care about everything. They want to win every game. It doesn't matter who or when they just want to all they want to do is win and losses kill them and and wins are what's supposed to happen and so it's hard to gauge how much does he care about one more than the other that sport in particular and what march madness means everybody puts the focus on winning in march and um you know so for us, I feel like we should, we feel like we should care more about winning at the end of the year rather than in December. But I think for a coach, especially for a guy who's in his late sixties, who's been doing it for forty years, he's not going to change what he does. Coaches might go to clinics and they might pick up a a play or a scheme or a a thing that they could incorporate into what they do. But that guy's so hardwired. There's he would break if he tried to to flip his switch. And it might be something interesting to think about. Like what coaches in sports in general, like 
could Belichick become an offensive guru? I don't think so. No, he's he's an outlier because he's the greatest pro coach ever. But but guys who are defensive coaches remain defensive coaches, and they hire good offensive assistants and vice versa. I just don't know if Barnes could ever flip the switch and be different later in the season. Isn't that um, an interesting thought, right? You, you kind of think about, like, um, and obviously we're trying to read somebody's mind, and you can't. I, I thought it was interesting yesterday that Gentry Estes said, who I I thought he was very thought-provoking, and he kind of thought we were thought-provoking, because we were going back and forth. We had an interesting dialogue with him yesterday, if you missed our piece. He appeared in hour number one yesterday. You can check our archives out over at tclub.team, but, I listened. It was good. Yeah, and he, yeah, he was like, "Well, that's a really interesting point." And then he stopped me because I was like, "Well, that's pretty interesting as well," um, because Barnes doesn't talk about the tournament. He just doesn't. You know, he just doesn't. And I don't know. I, I mean, you could say, "Look, getting to the sixteen this year is really, really nice season." Really nice yeah. season. It's a shame FAU was there. He's 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 just ultra conservative. It's just yeah. It's just not. It's just he's ultra conservative as a person. Yep. And and as a coach. Yep. And you know, Tony, I rem- I literally remember the exact moment, the exact place where I was when you and Jerry Meyer were talking about his lack of recruiting, like five years ago, mm-hmm. almost six years ago, and yeah. we were bemoaning the fact that he. You know, he's just he's just settling for three stars and blah blah blah. And I mean, I know exactly where I was in Houston, um, and I don't know what turned that around. But you know, he started getting five stars. Now his five stars have not panned out, if you will. Only Hatfield, Triple J, uh, Phillips, and Chandler. Now. In a short period of time, that's four five stars. We've never we've never had that before in our recruiting. No, and, and don't forget Keon Johnson. It's a five star player. Keon, and and then the other kid, the other kid was a five star. And the other guy whose name you you can't remember because nobody the, can. The who's Sixers, up right, who's right. up there with the Sixers? Yeah, with the uh, Jaden so Springer with the big rear end. Jaden Springer. Yeah. Is that six? That's six. Springer. Five stars at, at Tennessee in five years. Six five stars in five years, and of the six five stars, Matt, how many were hits? How many of the six five? Because I wrote today in the blog, and this is reality, that what happens with Phillips next year is 50-50, and here's the 50-50. 50-50 that he's back on the roster next year because he's either, they think he's either going to transfer somewhere else, be here, or be in the NBA. I don't know. Is that 33-33-33? Uh, I should say be in the G League uh, slash NBA. But, Matt, when you count those six guys, well, let's go through them. Hunley Hatfield, not a hit. Uh, Keon Johnson, Matt, hit or miss? What do you think? Uh, Hit. Hit. Jane Springer, hit or miss? Uh, Hit, although because of the injury. He was was the hit before the injury. Kennedy Chandler. A massive hit. So that's that's three out yeah. of six right there, uh, and I would say that um, Josiah Jordan James, who was talked into the deal by, um, uh, oh God, help me out, Brian, your guy Grant, Grant Williams, Williams. Um, I'd say he was a hit. 
even though he wasn't he didn't live up to the five star billing, but a very good college basketball player. Played very, very well here. Of course the injuries this year it didn't go the way it was supposed to go, but people said, Well Tony shot thirty percent in the field this year. Okay, fine, he shot but have it your way. I don't call him a miss though. Not now he's not what you call a massive hit. And then who was the other one? Springer. I know no the kid Phillips. Phillips, I mean, the the problem... That's incomplete. I think that's an incomplete right now. He's still at bat, yeah. Well, you know what's weird, Ward? Look at the five-star guys in college basketball that entered the game this year. How many of them outside of the kid from Alabama really were hits? Look at the tournament. Where are these guys? Yeah, very few. It's it's, Weird. College basketball is really... Interesting. You yep. know, it's, I, I hate I hate being a 53-year-old guy who compares it to college basketball in the 80s, but I, I feel like I enjoyed that product more in the 90s, where you knew guys, you knew teams, teams developed. You know, how many juniors, you know, you knew how many sophomores and juniors were coming back from a team that made a Sweet 16 run, that they were going to be a Final Four team the next year. Yep. Man, this transfer portal is it's, it's different. It's different. It's the age we're living in. But Barnsey is, you know, the amount of time he spent inside the top five of the AP, uh, the seeds that he's acquired uh, going into the tournament, the number of wins that he's racked up. Yep. Um, the guy cares about winning. He just, for maybe it's his style of play that doesn't translate well into the into March Madness, and I don't think he's going to change his style, bro. That ain't going to happen. No. Thank you, we my brother. Good to winning basketball, or we don't. That's all we can do. Crazy, isn't it? Good talking to you. Yeah. Thank you. You too. So, he was talking about college, the college game and how it's changed. And I was looking at something last night because it crossed my mind, and I put it in the blog today. But the old heads will tell you this really did happen. Now, I was a senior in high school when this happened, living in the Philadelphia area, and we'd never seen this happen there. Villanova came out of nowhere and went on a tear. Now, Georgetown was incredible that year, Patrick Ewing and all those guys. This is a pre-shot clock basketball game. And Villanova that year had 10 losses. And they just got into the tournament, and they just rolled. They just started rolling through people. You know, and up in Lexington. Go ahead, Brian. Well, I was going to say um, they were the they were the highest seeded team to ever win the tourney in this new. That was the first year of the the new uh, seeding system, and they are the highest seeded team still to this day, an eight seed to win a tournament, to win it all, which is crazy. So the the thing that was wild about the game, each team in that game had seventeen rebounds in a basketball game. Nobody was missing shots. Nobody was. Villanova was 22 of 28 from the field in that game. They shot 78.6% for the game. Made all but one of their 10 shot attempts in the second half. That will never, ever, 78%. You shoot 78% in today's game, you're going to win by 50 points. The game was played on a razor's edge. So, and Villanova had to make a last-second shot uh, to seal the game. 
even shooting at the clip that they shot it at. And I, I just wish people could see, and I'm not trying to be old here, but the college basketball now compared to the college basketball then, I mean, it's light years. The stars. Who are the stars on these teams? The, the women's game, Brian, has more stars than the men does. The men's game does. Who are the stars? Who are San Diego State stars? Because they, they stay four years and play four years. Yeah, but San Diego State has veteran players. Who are their stars? Who are their quote unquote who are their quote unquote you know, pros? Everybody talks about the pros. One of those kids one of those kids from San Diego State was a was Tony Jones's player at Oakland, Michigan. That's right. Micah Micah Parrish transferred. We gotta get him so in he, we gotta get Tony on this week to talk about that. Where are the pros? Isn't it weird, Matt? Like where are the pros? Well the the pros are these five star freshmen that come off teams' benches this year. Which is another just kind of weird thing to, you know, talk about. It, it just, I, you know, there's there's no stars in the college game. Uh-uh. Like I was looking I mean, yesterday, right? If he was a top five, top ten team all year with like four seniors, and not one of them you would think you would consider even a even a conference star. I saw where Severe, like two things on the crawl yesterday. Severe Wheeler is in the portal. To which we all reply, wow, that's on the crawl, slow news day. Because he's going to play for his third Division One team. And, I mean, no offense to him, but he's an okay basketball player. And then the kid that announced he's coming back to Duke, who they have at the bottom of the uh, – he's at the bottom of the um, um, first round, allegedly. He can't play. I'm sitting there going – that's a star player, Tyrese Proctor. You mean? Yeah, that's a star player. Well, he he was pretty good against Tennessee, wasn't he? Didn't he kind of keep them in the game by himself? Star player, while? star player. Oh, Brian wants him on the on the Celtics. Back to the phones we go. Eight six five two hundred five four zero two. It's just it's just really interesting. I'm not watching the women's game last night. And, God, that's a star player. That's a star player. That's a star player. There's a lot more star power in that women's Final Four than this thing. And it's more interesting in terms of, um, I mean, you guys see this kid from Iowa now. Well. It's unreal. They they realize they don't have to go to Tennessee or Connecticut necessarily to, no, win the, to go to the Final Four. No doubt. That Australian girl from Virginia it. Tech, that Australian girl from Virginia Tech and the uh, Keatley or Keekly that she's teamed with. Again, I don't watch game sport night in, night out. I just don't. Brian, we're light years away from them, the Lady Vols are. Like light years. Like literal light years. Well, they still have, I think, you know, Jackson's, I think Jackson's a star. Yeah. I think uh, Horston's close, but really they don't have, I just don't think they have as much depth quality-wise they used to, I think they have guys that, that are having to play major minutes now, or girls rather, that probably don't even see hardly any playing time at all back in the heyday. It's just interesting. That South Carolina team swallowed Maryland last night. Everybody had two fouls after like uh, six minutes, eight minutes, and South Carolina wasn't playing well, but you knew they were going to win the game. 
I love that Iowa bunch. Iowa and LSU. Is it Iowa LSU, Bry, or is it Virginia Tech LSU? What's the match? Virginia Tech play. Virginia Tech plays LSU, and Iowa has to. South Carolina's got to deal with that Clark girl. Oh, I'm so telling that'll you, be, that'll be something to see. Virginia Tech and LSU. People will be like, Tony, going to lose your fan car. I'm telling you, that's going to be a great game Friday night. That's going to be great. That, that Final Four Friday night is going to be excellent. Let's go back to our phones. Hello hello, and welcome into our next call. Tony B., what's going on? It's Rod in Clarksville. Clarksville, what's up? Tony, uh, I got a situation to talk to you about. I think uh, a lot of... Uh, underlining that we're not considering as far as recruits. Mm-hmm. Let's just say, like, before the beginning of the basketball season, you know, none of our players know where they're going to play, you know, come postseason in March, you know, what cities or whatever, correct? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. We had a situation this past year where Zakai Ziegler, before the season, kind of got our coaches to look at a walk-up, bring a walk on to the team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, Kawaka, Kawaka comes off the team, has a pretty good season, and, um, of course, we did not know in hindsight that we would end up in New York. Right. And then before we get to New York, they have a, uh, a ball Twitter has a, you know, ball basketball Twitter has a big, you know, video segment of Kawaka, you know, before we go to New York. Mm-hmm. And the, the slap in the face to recruits, is they know that Awaka did not play in that game. And our fan base knows that Awaka didn't play. Our fan base knows that Awaka should have played. And I hate to say this, but I hope Awaka does not do what Brandon Hatfield done last year and say, you know what? I got all these people to come watch this game. Ziggler promised me that I, we're going to have a great season. I get on the team. I do my job. I do my defense. I do my offense. I say what you tell me. I do what you tell me to do. I get all my friends and family to come out to New York City, pay top dollar to watch me play, and I didn't even get in the game? That's a slap in the face, Tony. Well, Tennessee side of that, and I've talked to people, because we're critical of it. And I'm still critical of it because I'm critical of it because you had a team that's smaller than you that was beating you to loose balls, and he's like a vacuum cleaner for basketballs. Their line is, he can't guard anybody. He was going to get eaten up on defense. My line is, there were a couple of opportunities where FAU was on a power play, Matt, where we didn't touch the puck. It felt like a power play, like when people watch hockey when it's five on four, five on three. A couple times, Matt, it felt like they were on a five-on-three power play, the way they were grabbing every loose ball, which, by the way, they do that to people. So, Matt, I hear that Awaka, the reason they didn't play him is defensive liability. Are we buying that, Matt, five days later? Are you buying that? Uh, well, I mean, that was probably going into the game, they knew he wasn't a good matchup, but when you're getting beat on the boards that that badly, Yep. It's part of that Rick Barnes is, is kind of slow to adjust in game, and I think you you probably needed to put him out there. And, and Rod, yeah, the other thing I was worried about is you've got Patino in the building that night lurking, you know? And, and, and I'm telling you, that kid would be an ideal Rick Patino basketball player. Undersized forward, he could do all kinds of really fun stuff with Awaka. His athleticism, he could do fun stuff with Toby Awaka. 
who I think is be a really nice player here, by the way. We all know that a Walker could have got at least ten rebounds. Yes, he would have. He would have had ten boards here tonight. Yeah, I agree with that. The sad, part, the sad part of this, Tony, honestly, is that the recruits see that they seen that firsthand. They knew that this boy was from New York City. How can you, you know, in the beginning of the season, we, our, our players dream about going back home to play in front of our, you know, fans or our, our home team, you know, people, our home state. And he had that opportunity and got slapped in the face with it. Yeah. That's a bad look, Tony. Well, you know, it. the one thing. the best big man we had on our freaking team, and he didn't even get to play. Brian, did he get a minute? People keep telling me he played a minute. I didn't see that he played, but did he play a minute, Bry? For the, I, uh, for the record, I uh, I don't Tony, think I so. Let me let me look you. that up real quick. Yeah, look that I, up. I don't think he did. I don't remember. I don't, him. I don't remember seeing him at a, at one point. I don't remember seeing. Him. I realized at some point in the second half that you know, gosh, he hadn't, he hadn't even gotten the game. We can't get a rebound, but yet he he hadn't gotten in the game. I had people blowing uh, me yeah, up, Rod, asking. Walker played a minute. He did play a minute. Walker did play a minute. There you go. Box score, but he had nothing. There you go. I didn't see him. I didn't see him on the floor, Rod. It it could have been like one of those deals where maybe twenty or thirty seconds, and then he was out. So technically speaking, Rod, he he did get to play in front of his family and friends. Technically speaking. (laughs) So let's not hate. Let's not hate here, man. I'm not hating, Tony. I'm not hating. Believe me, I'm, I don't want Rick Barnes to go nowhere. I, I love my coach. I understand yep. that you know he's going to do things the way he wants to do. I, I get that. I really do. But what I'm saying is, we have to go out and quote unquote. I know he's not ha- this past season and the season before. He hasn't been good with getting you know transfer players. But we have to get a transfer guards guards now that know how to shoot the ball. And I believe we'll be fine. Go Vols. Thank you, brother. Good talking to you. So they are uh, in the transfer market for a guard and a big person. That's what they're doing. You can read about it over at tclub.team today, our blog. I've got a little breakdown of who's in, who's out, who's on the way out, who's uh, that whole thing. From the senior class, um, from the senior class, Matt, the guy they want back is Vesco. Which, that would be a real uh, boost to them. He's got a girlfriend on campus, and I think there's they think it's, there's an outside chance he comes back. I don't think they're banking on it, though. Uh, you, you, you had some some baseball players come back that they weren't really expecting back. So yep. maybe the, the girlfriend pool and, and you know, maybe, maybe a little bit more recruiting of those guys, and that maybe, he, maybe he can come back. Maybe he, won't, he could could do that that would be very welcomed yeah i think he's the one i think the rest of them they're just kind of wanting to people can argue about this but i think they're just wanting to sort of uh start fresh rick barnes is at least right now now obviously you can get into that portal and there's nothing there but i was told last night there's six six or seven hundred guys in the thing right now they're they're gonna find a couple people the other one's B.J. Edwards, who they're expecting to enter the portal, but they kind of want him back. But the one thing about Barnes is if they're not going to go chasing after you. So if you do that, they're not going to chase after you. But they're expecting him. They've been expecting him. In fact, the last couple of days to enter the portal. So 
I guess that'll be interesting. <sighs> the other one that's interesting you need is the best go back then. The Jefferson kid that's really interesting because back in October, I heard Barnes didn't like him at all. And we know Barnes is a snap judgment guy when it comes to these players they sign. He's the first guy that played himself off Barnes Island. Because they usually, they take a guy and they'll park him on that island when he doesn't like him. And when you're on that island, you ain't getting off that island. This guy's gotten off the island. And as I wrote today, you know, in the portal, somebody may come to you. You know, he just mentioned a Waka. I don't think it's going to happen with a Waka, but he might come to you and go, hey, I'm going back home. That's just the transfer portal. Kind of like the guard from Louisiana Tech, whose, whose name escapes me, who told uh, Rod Clark, yeah, I'm coming, man. And then Tuesday of that week, the next week, he ends up at Tulsa with his old coach. And they're like, well, what, what just happened? So, but you can go read about it over at tclub.team on today's blog. 865-200-5402. Let's go back to our phones and get our next call in. Hello and welcome. Tone, I understand people being sick of Rick Barnes' basketball. Yep. But, but I don't quite understand uh, using uh, getting beat by FAU as a reason. But I think they're a pretty decent basketball team. Agreed. They at five out. And... Uh, Let's face it. I mean, this. I think Rick Barnes did a pretty good coaching job with what he took to the tournament. I think it's probably his best showing since he's been here. Quite frankly, uh, I think uh, something. I'm kind of surprised that nobody's getting on uh, Euros for the flagrant foul. He's the one who got the flagrant foul, right? For for throwing a USC. Uh, elbow to the throat. Oh, yeah. How much heat has he caught from the fans for doing that That idiotic move? I just think that's sort of his role, you know? <laughs> the, the problem with a guy like that in a game like this and Barnes, and Matt has, Matt has a really good point about Barnes, and this is, just, this is just looking at it. Obviously, those guys know what they're doing. I don't. But from 10,000 feet, I look at a Eurosh, and I don't have the advanced numbers, right? But the guy doesn't rebound. And you're getting hammered on the boards. You're hammered. That's what – I don't understand acting like you're uh, Bill Lambeer and you can't rebound. It's weird. Matt, you ever seen a big guy like that that's as active as he is? In all those a, other a big ways. Guy that can't rebound and can't block shots. Yeah, no, he doesn't get near anything. Really. He doesn't defend. He doesn't get near anything. They just go right around him. And they started and driving he's, on he's him. Not, he's not a, a real scoring option. So, I mean, being a goon is really all, all he can do. But he did develop into a pretty good scoring option, though. If you put the ball near him around the basket, he's going to put it in. But I could say the same well, for Toby Awaka. Toby Awaka has real soft hands as well, Charlie, around the rim. Well, that that is what aggravates me about Barnes. Yeah, we had Mayshack, we had a Walker on yep. this squad all year long. Yep, and and we don't see him until the end of the year. 
it, it I, I don't know. And, and then, and then people can just disappear. It, uh, that's the thing that bothers me about Barnes. That and I don't know. He comes off to me. I don't know him, and I'm yeah. not a big college basketball fan. Mm-hmm. The older I get, the less I watch it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but like whenever you said that if a player enters a transfer portal, Rick Barnes is done with you. He won't try to talk you back on the squad. Oh well, he. I don't think with B.J. Edwards he's going to do that, and so far he hasn't done that. No, uh-uh. Well, we don't have a point guard. I understand not doing that whenever you you got a roster like Tony Vitello. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Anyway. And, and let me say this for for Edwards, they expect him. They've been expecting him to enter the portal. They are not wanting him to enter the portal. This is not a deal in years past like DJ Burns, where I told you at midseason this guy has zero chance of being here next year. Or several of the other guys who we've said down the year, uh, the Walker kid, there were several of those guys under Barnes who I call it Barnes Island. Once you get on Barnes Island, you're, you're getting shipped out at the end of the year. DJ Jefferson was on Barnes Island. Back in November, and he's gotten himself in the in the good graces, which is, hey, kudos to him, man. He, he's the answer to a trivia question in, in Barnes' eight years now. He's the one guy that's gotten off of Alcatraz, Barnes Alcatraz. Well, that's the thing about Barnes that gets on my nerves, too. Yep. I would like to see, instead of just practice, you know, once you – reach a level at practice, and then, and then a class rotates out, then, then you're a starter. Mm-hmm. He, he doesn't – it's like he doesn't develop his bench. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't see why you wouldn't sprinkle these guys in through the season. But but anyway, I think some of some of Barnes's problem doesn't have anything to do with Barnes. You've got a, a coach like Tony Vitello over there. And and then you've got a, a guy like a Heifel, Heifel yeah. who, who's not as not as a, a personable as Vitello, but he's but he boys products watchable. The know? style of play, got, the style of play, the style of play. This it's kind of like the comparison between when Pearl first got here and the end of Filmer, and people were yeah. looking at those things and they were going life. And death, life. It's not fair. It's not fair. You got those guys, and he got Elmer Fudd. What, uh, a couple yep. of weeks ago, you had a caller comparing to to a can of beans, old bean can Barnes. Uh, and 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 this is I, I understand people being sick of them, and uh, but I understand you know not getting. When it, when has Texas advanced past us in in the in March? You know they fired him. That's right. This year took him till this year, which is a cautionary tale. Uh, Charlie spinning. That was uh, it. Took him eight years to um, to to get the elite eight. But I don't uh, I don't like hearing people say who you're going to get at, at uh, no. That that it's not my job. It's not not my job to get. So that, well, that's a shot at UT. 
you know, that's saying that you're not a Kentucky. That's you're right. You're not a Memphis. You're that's not right. A, and that, that's bullshit. That is not true. That's right. When you're paying a guy top four coach in America money, and, and he's okay, but he's not that. When you're paying that, you and you have that fan base that shows up on a Tuesday night in the middle of winter, 19,000, 20,000 strong, in a state, in a region that has very good uh, uh, talent, at a school that's been the seven Final Fours uh, in this new century. Come, come on now. Come on now. Let's get real. Sweet 16s. I mean, sweet 16s. Seven sweet 16s. What I say, Brian? <laughs> if we'd been to seven Final Fours, that, that'd be it. We would never. No. This conversation and tone of this show would be T- completely Tony's different. Been on the air, Tony's fours. been on the air a little too long last several weeks. So, I uh, I, I want to. I got a question for uh, Dixon about uh, baseball, right quick, and then and then I'll get off here. Uh, Christian Moore, the start of the season, uh, I lumped him in with a bunch at that uh, that were playing below my expectations and these last two weeks he he's been he's just been hitting the ball crazy uh is he wish christian more you know baseball i found out you better keep your opinions till about the end of june but but dixon what player is he i mean is he is he on a hot streak now or do you think you think this is this is this his talent level? Is this what we're going to see, what he's doing now, lately? Thank you, Char. Um, I, I think who he's been the last few weeks is more in tune with, with the kind of player he is. Yep. He's, he's just one of these kind of gamers who is better in, in the bigger moments, which is a, a rare trait to have for any I mean, even star players aren't like that often. Um, but he's when when the moment's br- bright, that's that's when he's at his best, and I think it's it's a great trait to have in, in a in a guy. And I I think he's your team leader emotionally, and I I, I just think he's it, he might he might end up being your best all around player um, by the end of the season. But I I think he's he's a guy you're going to have to count on um, big time uh, the rest of this year. From your lineup, Matt, I'd love to unpack this Thursday with you when John's on here because that's going to be the beginning of the uh, LSU series. And Tennessee sees this Skeens guy who's a, just a freak. Um, Evan Russell called him yesterday. The best pitcher in college baseball he's seen, period. That's all the guys that he's caught, all the guys he's hit against, uh, all those guys. And Tennessee goes against him Thursday night. And you got to make a list, right, of guys that you think will love that moment. Christian Moore is one of them. You can already put him in that column. And I don't know how many on this team you can put in that column right now. I think that's to be determined. And that's what I was talking about when you talk about learning about your ball club. It's what you're going to learn this weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll learn. You're going to be in the the brightest lights. There'll be probably more more scouts and MLB you know executives at, at this series than at any other. Yes. Um, hostile environment. You know, playing on a Thursday, which is kind of a unique deal. So you kind of you know, you know your routine's going to be off a little bit. 
You're going to, you know, you learned a lot about your team at Missouri um, in a bad way. Then you, you know, you bounced back and responded. And now you're going to really find out a whole lot about how maybe the, what, what the upside of your team is and, and how good they can be in the, in the tough moments. It'll be re- really, I'm really interested in seeing it. I'm, I can't wait for these games to start. Back to the phones we go. 865-200-540. I'll tell you what. I've just been told uh, that we're a little over, over overdue. We're no question heading for a TLD Logistics Overdrive Overtime. So we'll get all the calls in. And then also want to remind you that the uh, world premiere of Matt's new TLD Logistics Short Porch Tennessee Baseball Podcast drops. So uh, that will happen as well right here at tclub.team. We continue after this. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. A while back, I told you a story about Packer, our mascot, that Don found in the garbage truck after someone had thrown her out. Well, since then, I've been asked several times about Packer. Is she a dog or is she a cat? I guess I never thought to say, but she's a pit bull mix. And you can see a picture of her sitting in the driver's seat of Don's service truck on our website, garbagemaninc.com. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 
808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, memsmodernlandscape.com. That's memsmodernlandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. This is Laurie Cole, Executive Director with Pay Grace Forward. We are a community solution to predatory lending. We help people in Murray County who are trapped in payday and title loan debt. We do this through financial mentoring, followed by low-interest grace loans. To see if Pay Grace Forward can help you, or to volunteer with our organization, please visit our website at paygraceforward.org or call 931-548-6797. Hello, this is Sergeant Brian Goats with Columbia Police Department. As a friendly reminder, the annual Mule Day Parade is Saturday, April 1st. Road closures will take effect from 7 a.m. to noon. Motorists traveling in Columbia that morning should expect delays around Garden and Carmack, West 7th, and Murray County Park. Follow our Facebook page at Columbia PDTN for the most up-to-date information. Join us on April 21st at 7.30 a.m. for the Dorothy Campbell Golf Scramble. This is going to be an annual event. It'll be hosted by the Tohee Golf Course on April 21st, starting at 7.30 to noon. Proceeds from this tournament will go towards the academic and athletic opportunities for our students at Columbia Central. Please contact Ms. Christy Smith at Columbia Central High School or Dr. Mike Steele, the principal at Columbia Central High School. Hope to see you out there to celebrate this amazing individual for the Dorothy Campbell Golf Scramble. This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Tony, be back with you, 865-200-5402, as we welcome you back. And we've just got a lot to talk about here. You know, this um, Barnes thing's real interesting. The football deal is so fun, and... Spring football is so hard for me to relate to because it's just kind of not real. So, and this year the quarterback issue is sort of settled. And I'm telling you, Nico is a superstar. But we'll, we'll, we'll drill down on some football here uh, now that the uh, basketball is off the stage. But it's so fun knowing that when football season rolls around this year, I don't know if Tennessee's going to repeat. I don't think they're going to repeat the success they had last year. I don't think that's a fair expectation in light of the losses. But they're going to be damn fun to watch, and they're going to be damn well. They're going to be well coached, and they're going to score a bunch of points, and they're going to be entertaining. You'll get your bang for your buck out of them. We'll go back to our phones. And Tennessee basketball. I mean, look. You know, if you want to win, you're getting your bang for your buck out of them. How many wins they finish with, Brian? 24? 20, uh, 25. 25 wins. That's a lot of wins. That's a, like the sixth yeah. uh, sixth or seventh most successful year in school history, isn't it? Uh, pretty much, yeah. And by seed, I mean, they went into the, they went into the tournament as a four seed, which is excellent here. The problem with them is it's that finishing piece. That's the problem. And and the finishing piece is just so it's just so loud. 
it, it, it's just so profane. It's just screaming at you. We'll go back to our phones. Hello and welcome into our next call. Hi, you're on the air. Hey, Tom. Oh, hey, hey, Tom. Yeah, hey, buddy, you're skipping yeah. around on me. I can't hardly hear you. Sorry, I was kind of, sorry. I didn't expect. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, go ahead. <clears throat> yeah, I was, um, this, this kind of basketball hangover that we've got, which is, um, appropriate considering where we were in, in, uh, at the end of January, I have come to uh, be at peace with. I don't want to get rid of barns or anything and go back into the valley of uh, dry bone dreams and uh, wandering in the desert. Yeah. I, I, I read a cool article about Jim Laranega down at Miami and how he basically let that booster down there. Uh, you may have mentioned this guy. Ruiz. Yeah. Yes, yeah, he, which they brought those... Virtual wallet guy, yep. (laughs) Exactly, so you read that. I mean, Mm -hmm. they they brought in maybe like one or two guys, or maybe just one guy. It was uh, Nigel Pack. Yep, Tennessee was involved with him last year, but they they got him, yeah, Nigel Pack, yep. Right, and so, I mean, it it seems, you know, it seems like, you know, Laranega, who's older than Barnes, was willing to let that one guy kind of say here i'm gonna get you your i'm gonna get you your um your fire and just you know you let me do this and 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 put it out on the court and it it, it's obviously worked and i wonder if the same we we have Spire Group, uh, like Ruiz to Miami is what Spire Group is to Tennessee. Am I correct in that? Because I that is absolutely one hundred percent correct. Yes. And is Barnes? Uh, do, do you know from any of your just your reporting your people? Is is Barnes pretty close with the Spire Group? Ah, uh, at times, um, but. Look, a lot of these guys kind of want to be in control of their own deal, which sort of makes sense. But um, they greatly helped with Julian Phillips. They Uh greatly helped with keeping the roster happy. See, the Julian Phillips thing, Barnes went to his players last year and said, look, this guy is going to make more money than you guys. Are you okay with that? And they all looked at him, those seniors, and they said, yeah, we, we want to win games. So, um, and that's what all these guys are going through. You know, the irony is, is that Nigel Pack. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern middle Tennessee. WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. So you had an accident. Now what? Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Rams Body Shop. You can count on us to repair all makes and models. Our certified techs will take care of everything from frame damage inspection to bump out or replacement with OEM parts. We've got the expertise to make your vehicle better than new and get you back on the road in no time. Plus, our collision work is guaranteed for the life of your car. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Rams Body Shop to the rescue. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? 
experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day -day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. Hi, Jimmy Elliott for Columbia Ace Hardware. I want to invite you to the grand opening of our garden center, Saturday, April 29th. Come check out our great selection of fruit trees, hanging baskets, ferns, and garden plants. We'll have those things you need to get your garden growing. There'll be lots of activity that day, grilling demos from our Big Green Egg and Traeger experts, free giveaways with your garden center purchase, and Bree's homemade ice cream will be there to take care of your sweet tooth. The doors open at 8 a.m., 112 East James Campbell. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. I am Jack Blackstone. And I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795.
Looking for a fun event to take the family to? Harmon Scrap Metal is hosting an Easter egg hunt on April 8th from 2 to 4 p.m. at Woodland Park in the Fallen Heroes Shelter. This will be fun for the whole family. We will have food trucks, prizes, and photos with the Easter Bunny. Come on out and support local. Start times vary by age. Visit our Facebook page, Harmon Scrap Metal, for more information. The mules are back in town. Plan now to attend all four days of Mule Day 2023, Thursday, March 30th through Sunday, April 2nd. The arts and crafts and flea market activities take place at Murray County Park Thursday, Friday, and Saturday from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. Sunday hours are 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. The arts and crafts area consists of over 100 vendors with a variety of items that are all handmade by the crafters. You'll find quilts, pottery, ironworks, woodworking items, coins, and much more. Over at the flea market, you'll find 70 more vendors selling a variety of items such as sunglasses, toys, games, clothing and accessories, western apparel, cowboy boots and hats, decor, and lots more. Be sure to stop by the arts and crafts and flea market areas during your visit to Mule Day 2023, March 30th to April 2nd, right here in Columbia. Visit muleday.com for a complete schedule of events. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee.